Well, we better pray after that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your goodness and your grace in our life. Lord, we just pray today for the children's ministry there. As, uh, the children are being ministered to. They have a heart, uh, ears to hear and hearts to receive what you have for them. Thank you for uh, helping Krista and Jeannie there teach. Lord, we ask you for the presence of the Holy Spirit here today. In the adult service, we just ask you, Father, that you would engraft the word into our hearts and our minds and our souls, that we would love you with everything that we have. And Lord, we also ask for revelation knowledge. We thank you that when we ask for it, we receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I'm going to continue on with the love series and uh Phrase, Ken, I'm still sticking with me, the same one that I had last week. You know, uh, force uh, creates hypocrites, but um, persuasion creates what? Creates uh, converts. Force creates hypocrites. In other words, when you institutionalize everything and that's all there is to it, guess what you're going to create? You're going to create some hypocrites. But if you have uh, persuasion and people are persuaded and they're brought into uh, things of the kingdom of God, guess what we'll have? We'll have some converts. Amen? We'll have some converts. So that's kind of a phrase, kind of a catchphrase that you and I can take home with and live by it, uh, gauge everything by that. Uh, and just remember that persuasion creates converts. Because how many of you know we can institutionalize stuff and it's not going to create anything but more hypocrites, right? I got a really good example of that today by this lady that got offended. And um, uh, she actually went all the way to the Supreme Court and institutionalized things that you and I are dealing with today. That you and I are dealing with today. You and I, you and I, uh, we've been intimidated. We've we've been pushed back. The Christian religion, Christian faith, has been pushed back because of this. What this lady did, as far as institutionalizing some things here. So I want to read this. I'm just going to read it, and then you'll catch it as we go along. Okay. Uh, Madeline Mays was born in Beachview neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on April 13, 1919. The daughter of Linda Christian and John Irwin Mays, she had an older brother, John Irwin Jr., which they called Irv. Their father was a Scottish ethnic and the mother was a German ancestry. At the age of four, Madeline was baptized in her father's Presbyterian church. Her mother was Lutheran. The family moved to Ohio in 1936. Mays graduated from Rossford High School in 1941. Mays married John Henry Ross, a steel worker. They separated when both enlisted for World War II service in the United States Marine Corps and she in the Woman's Army Corps. In April 1945, while posted in the cryptographic position in Italy, she began a relationship with Officer William J. Murray, Jr., a married Roman Catholic. He refused to divorce his wife, Mays divorced Ross, and adopted the name Madeline Murray. She gave birth to a son with the officer, Murray, after returning to Ohio and named the boy William J. Murray, which was nicknamed Bill. In 1949, Murray completed a bachelor's degree from Ashland University. She earned a law degree from South Texas College of Law, but did not pass her bar exam. She moved with Bill to Baltimore, Maryland on November 16, 1954. She gave birth to her second son, John Garth Murray, fathered by her boyfriend, Michael Farello. Their relationship ended, and it is believed that the boy known as Garth never saw his father. It was rumored that Murray sought to, to defect to the Soviet Union 
at their embassy in Paris in 1960. But the Soviets denied her entry. Murray, with her sons, returned to Baltimore in 1960 to live with her mother and brother Irv at their house in Locke. Raven neighborhood in 1960. She filed a lawsuit against the Baltimore Public Schools, naming her son William J. Murray as the plaintiff. She said that it that its practices of mandatory prayer and required right, reading of the Bible was unconstitutional. The U.S. Supreme Court upheld her position by ruling in 1963. In 1965, Murray married U.S. Marine Richard O'Hare and changed her surname. He had belonged to the communist group in Detroit during the 1940s. During the investigation of the 1950s, he gave more than 100 names of other members of the FBI. Later, he was investigated for falsely claiming to be an FBI agent. Although the couple separated, they were legally married until his death in 1978. After settling in Austin, Texas, O'Hare founded, how many of you know what? The American Atheist Society. In 1963, it identifies as a nationwide movement which defends the civil rights of non-believers, works for church, works for separation of church and state, addresses issues of the First Amendment public policy. She served as a group, the first chief executive officer and president until 1986. She was the public voice and face of face of atheism in the United States during the 1960s and 70s. Although her son Garth succeeded her officially as president, she retained most of the power in decision-making. In 1965, an interview with Playboy magazine, she described religion as a, church, as a crutch and an irrational reliance on superstition and supernatural nonsense. In the same Playboy interview, O'Hare described numerous alleged incidents of harassment intimidation, and death threats against her and her family. She read several letters she claimed to have received, including one that read, referring to the conversion of the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus, this person wrote to her, May Jesus, who you so vigorously deny, change you into a Paul. O'Hare told the interviewer, Isn't this lovely? Christine Jorgensen had to go to Sweden for an operation, but me, they'll fix with faith, painlessly and for nothing, she replied. <laughs> In 1960, Murray filed a lawsuit against Baltimore Public Schools, naming her sons the plaintiff. She challenged the city school system practice of requiring student practice in the Bible reading in the city. She said her son's refusal to participate had resulted in bullying by classmates, and the administrator condoned this behavior. And after, after after consolidation of the school there, the lawsuit was heard. The Supreme Court ruled in 1963, voted 8 to 1, saying that mandatory public, mandatory, mandatory public biting reading was unconstitutional in the, in the schools. O'Hare filed a number of other lawsuits. One was NASA. <laughs> I mean, I remember what uh, you know the first astronaut said when he seen the Earth from the deal there in Genesis, quoted Genesis. The case was rejected by the Supreme Court. The challenge had limited effect. O'Hare appeared to Phil Donahue several times, including the first episode in 1967. Later, Donahue said that O'Hare was unpleasant in person and had mocked him off camera for being a Catholic. 
She appeared on the show in March 1970 to debate preacher Bob Harrington, the chaplain of Bourbon. O'Hare endorsed Jimmy Carter in 1976. Why? Uh, because he was against school and prayer. Because he was for sexual education in public schools. Because he was a firm believer in climate change. So she voted for him. When we take a look at Madeleine O'Hare, the leader of the atheist group who institutionalized her little episode that she had there in the early days of her son in that school, the rest of us have all been affected by that. She had a little tenter tantrum there because her son would not participate in prayer and reading the Bible in school even though she was baptized in the church, even though she went through the religion, even though she did those things, yet her son threw a tenter tantrum and she institutionalized mandatory prayer and Bible reading is illegal. Cannot have it in school. How many of you know today, thank God, and, and you and I, we have lived under the guise and the, um, you know, thing of, well, our kids can't read the Bible and pray in school. But how many of you know that's not true? We can't force it on them, but if they want to do it, they can do it. Amen? Amen. And so when you and I, we come under the guise of that false accusation that you better not pray about anything in school or in public because it's unconstitutional is a farce. Right? right. But yet this one lady that had a tantrum tantrum they had a fit that said, uh, this is unconstitutional. We're, we need to outlaw this. Not because Jesus was Lord, not because of any of that at all. She became an atheist. Had many things there. So let's look now in uh, page 1120 in our Bibles and in our notes there. Let's look and see. Sorry. Can I say that? Sure. wants to bring it back in school. Yeah. Which I think... Which, I mean, you know, when you get into politics, yeah, you know, I mean, it never has been illegal for a kid to read from the scripture anyhow. We've just assumed that because of this, can't do it. <laughs> right? But I'm glad that he is a Christian president. I'm glad that he is bringing back Christianity. And I know for sure that we are on the verge of a very big revival. I can, I can prophesy that. I can proclaim that. I can sense it. I know it. I have a knowing in my knower. Does anybody else have a knowing in your knower? <laughs> huh? Do you have a knowing in your knower? Praise God. I want to encourage that knowing in your knower today. Because it's not the end. It is the beginning of something that's going to take place in our community. It's going to take place in the United States of America. And I'm going to tell you something. God wins. And we are on the winning side. Amen. You and I are on the winning side of this thing. You and I, no matter the opposition, no matter the things we face, no matter what comes against us, we win. Amen. And we do it through love. Not institutionalizing. Amen? We do it through love. We reach out to people and we do 1 Corinthians 13. Amen. 
Praise God. This is encouragement. This is going to strengthen our knower today. Amen? Amen. We want our knower to be strong. We want our knower to know. Praise God. Because when we know in our knower, guess what comes out of our sayer? <laughs> when we know in our knower, what's in our knower comes out of our